Welcome to Stories of Change and Creativity. I'm Judy Oscom, a professor in the School of Journalism and Mass Communication at Texas State University. This is part two of my interview with Texas fine art photographer, Melissa Fontenet-Mitchell. Fontenet-Mitchell shares her perspective on the power of images. In May, she covered the Austin protests in response to the deaths of George Floyd in Minneapolis and Michael Ramos of Austin. From my perspective, Judy, um, the images that I have taken pictures of, in fact, one of my um, images I just have taken uh, was the protest here in Austin. And it was a young lady that was standing in the front of the military law enforcement. And what the images represent to me is a story, a story of a group of people that are hurt, that the silence from the hurt have stirred up this whole protest. Um, It's not that it was quiet in the African-American community, but it wasn't spoken in our country. So people think that silence means you're okay. And I mean, think about any type of silence, a woman that's in a domestic relationship, if she hasn't shared it with her family. It doesn't mean that she's okay with it. It just means that there's going to come a time when her voice is going to be heard. That's what my images represent. This is a time that voices will be heard. The hurt, the pain, it's time out for that. The quality, justice, understanding, communications, that's what those images represent now. So for me as an artist, um, my visual perspective is about telling that story of the unspoken language, that silence. And I think it took the images to really wake up a nation, a world. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's across the board, um, Black, white, Hispanic, Asian, you name it that no one wants to be unheard. And what I've come to recognize also is this has been a hard thing. This is what I call it. It's really making people reevaluate how their hearts look. So if a person's heart is broken and it's been abused, abandoned, That's usually how people treat other people. But if a heart has been from a loving background, from a supportive words of encouragement, Judy, that's how they treat people. Why do you think images are so powerful? This is just part of your life. But why do you think, what is it that makes an image so powerful? I feel from my perspective, what makes an image so powerful is that it speaks to each individual soul. It actually brings up the emotions of what you feel. So that's what makes images powerful. So if someone sees an image of a child that's been abused, okay, what are most people going to feel? If it's a person that is against child abuse, 
they're going to speak up. They're going to call 911. They're going to call Child Protective Services. They're going to call authorities to make sure that this child is no longer abused. But if it's an individual that has been placed in that same circumstance, the rationale is not as heightened as the person that is feeling the emotions of the child's needs. Right. I mean, yeah. our, heart, our hearts are the truth to, to our soul. Yeah. Well, and as far as I think back and, and older listeners will understand and, yeah. and think back of the images of the Vietnam War and other protests. And, and I think for, for young people, this is new for them. And I, I'm so appreciative of the journalists and photographers and the cell phone images that are being captured. Absolutely. Because I think that is continuing, like you said, to tell the story, which hopefully will lead to some sort of um, improvement, some sort of advancement. Oh, absolutely. Um, Images speak so many words. But let's not forget also, images speaks emotions as well. How are you feeling about seeing this in the news as a visual? What is this resonating inside of you? What if this was your family? What would you do? Your loved one. What if this was your neighbor? So that's how powerful images are. And I think we wouldn't, um, without the cell phone videos, without the images, we wouldn't be having these discussions. No, not at all. And this is why it's so important that um, take out your cell phone if you see something unsettling or if you see something beautiful. Take out, you know, your camera. That is, it might not make it on the cover of Time magazine or it might not win a special award, but it is going to resonate in someone's vision about how they feel and what it stirs up inside of them. Yeah, that's that's good advice. And of course, social media is oh so uh, is so uh, important to a lot of our audience, yes. um, and to use social media for advancing the cause. Mm-hmm. Can you talk about that a little bit? Yes, um, social media has been effective in people speaking their true voices sort of hiding behind the veil, but still being able to speak, this is the way I feel, this is the way um, I think it seems to me, my perspective. Social media, I think, is such an important instrument in conveying the message of the vision of the photography work or the video. Um, Some people are not even aware of what's going on in our world mind you, in our country of the injustice until they start seeing videos and images and saying, where was I? Why is it that I never recognize this? And not only that, Judy, the building of relationships with people. Hey, I want to know more about your your culture. I want to know more about, Melissa, what has happened to you that you can share with me? that I never knew. 
that's a lot of coming through social media also. Social media also gives hope that if we all band together, that we can get past this racial injustice issue that's going on, the unfairness, you know, even the people of hate out there, you know, it's, <laughs> I'm not sure you can probably take this or not, Judy, but I was in HEB the other day. You know me well enough. You've known me for years. Yeah, yeah. I've always been curious about why people don't wear their mask. Just curiosity. I don't know. It's just, it, it just haunts me. So I was in HEB and it was a lady. This was before HEB started requiring that everyone wears a mask. Right. So um, I was in there grocery shopping, minding my own business like everybody else. And it was this one lady that I saw that I felt I had to go up to her for whatever reason. I said, hi, excuse me. I sort of whispered because I didn't want her to put me on blast. <laughs> yeah. So I said, I'm curious about why aren't you wearing a mask? And she said, it's my personal choice. And I said, oh, okay. I said, I've just always been curious. Um, I said, can I share a story with you? And she said, sure. I said, a real good friend of mine, um, unfortunately, lost her husband to the COVID-19. It was devastating. They were getting ready to retire next year. Wow. They were trying to save money so that they can travel. Before you know it, Judy, I was crying, sharing the story with her. I said, their adult kids just celebrated Father's Day without them. And, and I said, I'm not just sharing this story with you um, so that you can feel sorry for me or my friends and family, but I'm sharing my, the story with you for you to understand this is not about self. This is about others. And she actually stood there and told me, she said, I will wear a mask. Oh, that's great. She said, thank you for sharing your story. And my thoughts and prayers are with you, your friend and your family. I said, thank you. I said, you really don't know. I might've done something for you also, but you have actually done something for me as well. I think this was a joint communication. And I said, have a blessed day. And so I went on my business and it was like, I need to buy her a mask. So H-E-B sells masks. Uh-huh. I went and bought her one and I looked all over the store for her. I finally found her and I said, I have a gift for you. Here's a gift for you from me. And I said, take care and have a blessed day. And she said, wow. You know, like, who is this lady? You know, first of all, she comes up and asks me, why am I not wearing a mask? Then she gives me a gift. And this is what social media has done for me, is it's taken me out of my box of fear about approaching people. And as a woman of color, it's also my responsibility to speak up to share with people my experience and to maybe build temporary relationships in the grocery store, um, at the gas station or wherever. And that's going to be so important for our country to hear those stories, to move forward. 
I so, think so too. And yeah. taking and taking the opportunity or the risk to yes. go and approach someone. Yes. yes. She could have easily, Judy, <laughs> put me on blast and said whatever. Um, but I think my approach was I um I whispered it so quiet to her. So that's like a non-threatening. Anyone that comes to you in that type of tone, it's a non-threatening approach. So I think she was willing to hear me. And she did. And And she did. And she did. And I hope our listeners hear you as well. (laughs) Melissa, thank you again for joining me. I appreciate your time and you're, you're a classy lady. And I always enjoy talking to you and connecting with you about life careers and during this time, um, hope. Yes, hope. hope. Yes, thank you for this opportunity, Judy, to hopefully, if it's not um, transform many lives, at least transform one life. And I thank you. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Have a wonderful, blessed day. You too. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Stories of Change and Creativity. Check out the show notes for more information about our guest and links to her articles. You can find this podcast on any of your favorite streaming platforms. And remember, if you have a story to tell or know someone who does, reach out to me at judyoscom.com. Thanks for listening.